Hello, my name is Suzanne Mohan and we're at the Chelsea Art Gallery in Kipling Street in Palo Alto. The gallery has been open since the end of September 2005 and this is our third exhibition face value. To give you a little bit of history about the opening of the gallery, I moved here from London about five years ago and I've been collecting contemporary art and working with a number of London's top galleries. For example, John Martin, who's got galleries in Chelsea and Mayfair, Crane Coleman in Knightsbridge, and some of the paintings from this exhibition have come from Flowers East. Um, I decided recently that it might be interesting to start broadening that into a business and to bring British art to the Bay Area. What I decided to do was open a gallery that combined not only a physical gallery, but also used technology, because my background was in the high-tech industry anyway, to bring a broad range of art to the Bay Area. This month's show, Face Value, is particularly interesting. It's been curated by two independent art dealers, Victor Felix and Don Seligman. They don't actually have a gallery, but they work together and put together shows for art fairs. So to put the show in context, I'd like to read to you what John Kirby, one of the artists and also a person who helped put the show together, wrote in his introduction to our catalogue. The human face is a fairly simple, highly complex arrangement of forms and features common to everyone. Yet here is the uniquely recognisable map of our individual emotional histories. The conduit of the senses. It is the most scrutinised, most inscrutable window on our inner worlds. This very varied group of artists bring their own life experiences to the idea of the human face. Some are self-portraits, some are of other people's faces, but each artist engages in the business of attempting to reach and reveal the soul beneath the skin. To draw your attention to some pieces of particular interest, the first piece, which is painted by Dean Marsh, it's called Portrait of G. Coates. Dean was the winner of this year's BP Portrait Award at the National Gallery. Not for this piece, actually, but for a similar piece. By contrast, Matthew Radford has been painting since the 70s, and he used to live in New York. This diptych, which is enormous, it's about 9 feet tall and 12 feet wide, um, shows the anonymity of people walking through the streets of New York and it certainly reflects the feeling that I had when I used to live there. This piece by Douglas MacDougall is particularly interesting. I find it incredible that Douglas actually did this work just by using charcoal on watercolour paper. He then takes a number of instruments such as scalpers, scalpels and erasers and he works on the paper to create the effect that you see here. It almost looks photographic like. This is a painting by Henrietta Payne and I believe that she was one of the many former lovers of Lucien Freud. We're also going to be showing a short video that Henrietta made, which I think is going to be a particularly interesting use of the technology that we have available in the gallery. We've got three pieces of work in the gallery by John Kirby, All About Love, which is the diptych here, which represents the male and female side, transfigurations and being black. And John has spent his artistic career really stripping away the defences that people hide behind and his paintings describe the suffering of people who are squeezed into straitjackets of religious, sexual and social norms. Lucy Jones is also a very well-established um, artist who's represented by Flowers Gallery in London. And I own some of Lucy's work personally, and the work that I own is landscape work. This is the first time that I'd seen her self-portraits. And Lucy um, has some serious physical disabilities, which you can see reflected in in her painting and although her works are self-portraits she also likes to reflect 
the general human condition and coping with disability. One of the portraits here is called Portrait of Pia. And Pia is a young girl who was born with no bones in her face. And she very bravely agreed to have her portrait painted before she goes to New York to have her face constructed. And the other paintings that Philippa did are about uh, paintings of a transvestite who she actually met on an internet chat room. And one of the paintings, Uber Pedant, for example, talks about a specific colour of Clinique um, lipstick that he likes to wear. What's been exciting for me about the show is bringing together the work of some of the great British portrait artists like John Kirby and Lucy Jones, together with the young emerging artists who won the BP Portrait Award over recent years. So as well as, as the ones we've talked about specifically, there are also people like Roxana Halls, Charlotte Harris, Jane McNeil, Matthew Stradling, Vasiliki Gotsky, Adam Hahn, Nathan Ford, Graham Flack and Francis Borden. And together we have a fantastic body of work. Hello, I'm Jody Somerset. I'm the director at Stellar Somerset Gallery, located at 539 Bryant Street in downtown Palo Alto. Our gallery specializes in paintings, prints, sculptures, and photographs from many noted international and regional artists. Our gallery was founded in 2004, and we had the vision of creating a mini museum here. In that focus, many of our exhibitions have a curatorial emphasis. We write about our artist's work in the context of how it relates to the contemporary culture and the history of art. Our current exhibition is titled The Art of the Small Painting, which features the paintings of eight emerging and mid-career artists. The reason we've curated this exhibition is that we're interested in exhibiting works from the artist studios that are generally are not shown to the public. In our supersized culture, many times bigger is perceived as better. Artistically, though, this is not always the case. There's great evidence in art history that works of diminutive scale have equal power to those large-scale works. This work is by Lauren McIntosh, and she has a botanical style that is very has a lot of reference to art history, but she also, you don't see her figurative work. Her figurative work would be a person standing in a large painting. This would be a part of her large painting which would show the botanical background that she uses in many of her larger works, and you're just seeing a fragment of that painting. You're not seeing what the actual subject is you're seeing a piece of the background. This painting by Julie McNeil is entitled Snowdrifter. It's a narrative painting. She has a small figure down here, which is someone waving at her. There are waves in the background, so that person's at the beach. And she has all of these words that are floating around her. And the words are spring, navel, fledgling, brown, all sorts of words that are de descriptive words. 
rather than using color, she's using words as her description here in her art. Most of the artist features in this show normally show much larger scale works than what we're seeing today. And what you may see is just a fragment of a large painting. An example of this is um, the work of James Lodges. Um, his scale is normally five feet by six feet. And these works are much smaller. And you will find similar images used in both works. However, you're gonna see much more intimate details in the smaller scale works than you'll see in the large scale works. The main image is a face, but there's also this tiny image here of a mouth. And so that's actually referencing a conversation, a dialogue between two people. And a lot of times our conversations are colored. If we're happy or angry, it will come through the painting. It will come through as a memory of a color. And that's the artist is depicting emotions and memories that he's had through the painting, through the colors, through the imagery. And that comes through the small painting as a small dialogue. Hello, my name is Brian Yegnak, and I'm a co-owner of Modern Book Gallery in Palo Alto, California. And um, the gallery specializes in photography. We started in books, limited editions, things with prints, which kind of led to the gallery, um, which we've been doing for five of the six years we've been here. This month's show uh, features the works of two uh, Bay Area, San Francisco-based artists, um, Henrik Cam who does the industrial interiors. Um, these are all shot uh, in the China Basin, uh, Hunter's Point area, the abandoned uh, shipyard warehouses. The, these interiors here, like you just, they tell a story, like what were these people doing here? Why did they just leave it? Um, and, and the way things are left. And, and that's a good point about why he's photographing this is, Henrik, he doesn't set anything up. He's, he's walking into this and there's a chair on a couch and he's not, you know, assembling or, or setting anything up in any of these. It's just, it was left like that. Who knows how many years it's been sitting there. Um, so, and he also has a very graphic um, sort of eye as well. He likes to work with type. And his color palette is, is very, real soft light but on interiors instead of the landscape like Seth. So, in fact, the, the, the views are, are different but alike. And um, the second artist is Seth Dickerman, who does uh, metamorphic landscapes um, in color. And uh, he's taking these at night um, with a long shutter speed and handheld, meaning um, it's not on a tripod. Therefore, it, he's slightly moving it. So he's creating in the lens um, what you see, and that's creating that sort of dreamy uh, effect, not super clear and more painterly feel. Hen Henrik and Seth work together when they print. Um, Seth is a master printer, so I know they, he prints some of um, Henrik's work, if not maybe all of it. I'm not sure, so I don't want to say all of it. Um, so I know they work together and they like similar things. Their palette is similar. 
I decided to um, show uh, these two artists together because I felt they were um, similar uh, techniques, um, printing quality, uh, types of prints. They're all C-type prints, nothing digital here. Um, and I felt they, they were a good balance. And number two, we hadn't done two artists together before. We've done solo shows and then group shows of like maybe the best through the year of all of our artists, like 10 artists at a time. But I thought to do two together would be great. Um, and in fact, I, I met them. I met Henrik, who introduced me to Seth, and they're both friends. So it worked out great. It created a, a better atmosphere in the gallery during the opening.